The Barbecue Bacon Angus at Macca's. The name says it all, really. Welcome to the Macca's Run. Ah, uh, yes, indeed. A very good evening to you and welcome to the Macca's Run on your Tuesday evening. I hope your day has been as good as it possibly can be, however you've been putting it in, where you've been putting it in. It's wonderful to be having a chat with you this evening. We do it all for Macca's. Surprise, surprise on the Macca's Run for the new spicy, sticky barbecue, Angus. It's at Macca's now and very, very much worth the uh, time and effort to get yourself into one of those. Uh, this is all about you having your say on the news of the day as we catch you up on the, the conversation points and the news agenda items uh, that I'm sure you're chatting about in the uh, the bars and alleyways and uh, coolers and wherever you might be uh, talking all things sport. These would be the topics that might be on your mind. Uh, you can give us a call to give us your say on the news of the day on the Harcourts open line, one 736 736 For all things real estate, speak to Harcourts. For all things sport, uh, come and have a chat to me. Your move, your Harcourts. You can text in at any stage, 0433 98 11 16 on the 40 Winks Temper text. Temper Pro, Temper's most adaptive mattress ever is here. Uh, so the day, I suppose, just like the sport overnight, there's been good news and bad news. The, the good news is that uh, mortgage rates didn't go up. Uh, the bad news is that beer price and chocolate did. And I suppose last night, the, the good news was the Matildas 4-0 over the uh, Olympic champions, Canada. The bad news was that we didn't get the ultimate goal accomplished uh, over in England. Uh, yep, we retain the Ashes, but that first series win since 2001 is still there to be claimed. We're going to have to wait at least another four years to do it. Uh, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. If you've been waiting all day to ring up and just share your view on what you thought of this thoroughly engrossing, enthralling Ashes series, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. If you want to celebrate the Matildas, if you want to celebrate Buddy Franklin, anything else that you wanted to put on the agenda. One three hundred seven three six seven three six, and those really have been the major topics of conversation throughout the course of the day. Uh, earlier on this morning, Damien Fleming, a big part of our SEN Test Cricket commentary team, who's been over there doing some very fine work with Colo uh, and the crew, um, he was glass half full when looking at uh, Australia's performance. World Test champs, uh, Earn coming back to Australia. What a great series! Two all went down to the wire. The gap between the teams has closed a fair bit from the last series out here. For the Australians, if you told me we'd win the Test Championship and retain the Ashes 2-all, I would have taken that. Damien Fleming there, he did say that the ICC need to have a little look into what went on with that ball. Are you putting all the Ashes' success on the ball change or do you think it goes just a little bit deeper than that? Uh, Flem had his say on just what exactly happened and what needs to happen now since a ball that was uh, doing nothing gets changed for a ball that was doing a hell of a lot? I don't want the Australians have to um, ask for an investigation. I hope the ICC are proactive. That that should never happen again. Um, as I said, the difference between a ball that's hinting at reverse swing and you're getting new ball swing. So are you just going to automatically, if you change the ball, whatever um, condition it in, you get a new ball now? Yeah, that's almost set a, an absolute blueprint. And we know in English conditions, because it was a bit clouded over uh, on day five, even that older ball, if they'd really shined it up, they might have got a little bit of swing. But that was virtually like a new ball. And that, with the skill, I mean, you still got to have the skill to put it in the right areas, but with Wokes and Broad, you know, certainly we just don't want to see it again. It was too drastic. 
Damien Fleming with Jerry Whiteley, little earlier today, sen.com.au. It was a great chat with Flem uh, and a lot to unpack. Um, former Aussie Test skipper Tim Payne, a big part of SEN Tassie doing the breakfast show down there, uh, had his view on the ball controversy as well. Oh, it certainly did. And, I mean, you, you don't want to be whinging about it. And the English still bowled exceptionally well and exploited what they were given. But, um, geez, you've got to be asking some questions of Joel Wilson and Kumar Darmasona, who are, Kumar in particular, is, you know, he's a world-class umpire and has been for a long time. And for two really experienced umpires to bring that ball out, I thought was staggering. I mean, if we can see it through the TV screen, the difference in the balls, how have they not picked up on that when they've got it in their hand? Mm. I found it yeah. bizarre. So, unfortunately, the ball is a, is a major talking point. But at the end of the day, to all, the ashes is drawn. The urn is retained, though. For Australia, that ultimate goal not achieved of getting that series win, but oh, how close we were, and oh, how close England were as well. It had tension, it had drama, it had so much throughout. It really did keep giving and giving and giving this Ashes series in so many different ways from the individual performances, from the controversies, um, the crowd. It, it really did pack a whole lot in and maybe just feeling a little bit unsatisfied with maybe some of the tactics that Australia used, maybe just the... The, the, the feeling that it was right there for the taking if a few other things just had been done a little bit better or a few little moments had gone our way. And we had our luck, they had theirs. We had our bad luck, they had theirs as well. So we claim the ashes or retain the ashes and England claim their moral victory. And good to see them celebrating their moral victory um, by refusing to adhere to a time-honoured tradition and that's inviting um, the visiting team into the change rooms for a, a drink and a get-together after the game. So I suppose when you are the self-appointed moral arbiter of the spirit of cricket, you can do whatever you want in whatever manner that it suits you. Uh, but that was a disappointing way to finish. I couldn't give a rat's, you know what, if they caught up on the dance floor at a nightclub. That is part of the spirit of cricket, uh, and that was ignored. And the spirit of cricket was largely ignored on that final day when they were desperate to get a win. They could have had a look at that ball and said, yeah, that's no, that's not like for like. And Ben Stokes didn't need to go upstairs. But, as I say, when you are the self-appointed moral arbiter, you just do as you please and then just point the finger at everybody else when they don't do it to, to the manner in which you would like. Um, but we could get caught up in the negative, and there was plenty of that, but there was so much to take and so much to like uh, out of that Ashes series. But I'd love to know how you felt about it, one three hundred seven three six. 736. Uh, Mark's in Quakers Hill. G'day, Mark. Mark, come on in. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I just feel like I've had a World Cup, World Cup class workout. Just took my two dogs for a run, so I'm feeling very exhausted. They always give me a good run. Great. But uh, as a devoted Swans fan, I would like to congratulate Buddy Franklin on a stellar career and thank him for all he's done for the Sydney Swans. I think his career has been one of total skill, one of total class, and he's always been there for the fans. So that's something to be very much respected. Absolutely, Mark. Words uh, very well said. And uh, did you have something you wanted to add on the cricket? Well, just on the cricket, I it, it's kind of farcical how the Poms get all outraged over what they term Australian violating the spirit of cricket when they did the exact same thing themselves to our wicketkeeper. He just had the smarts to not wander out of his crease. And it's like, you know, the English wicketkeeper, Besto, I think it is, had simply had a brain fade. He walked out of his crease and our yeah. wicketkeeper 
took advantage of the fact that he was staying within the rules and stumped the guy legally. So the Poms have got nothing when it comes to getting outraged about this so-called spirit of cricket angle they're coming up with. Uh, that's a they good point, Mark. Reality. Yeah, no, they do. And I think when they go back and have a listen to some of the self-righteous garbage that's been uh, coming out of their collective mouths, I'll be a little bit embarrassed. When you start all this stuff about higher calling and it's not all about winning for us and um, this higher purpose mission that you've put yourselves on, they've disappeared so far up their own you-know-whats that if they smile, you'll see their eyes. It's, um, I think they'll be a little bit embarrassed by some of the rubbish that's uh, sort of been collectively dribbled out uh, over the course of this Ashes series. Uh, I think we'd all like to think we're the next iteration of Ted Lasso. Um, there's a bit of that, um, a little bit too self-congratulatory and self-righteous and, and superior, and it's very, very misplaced because it's the height of hypocrisy when they start pointing those fingers. Uh, Ray's in Bayswater. G'day, Ray. Hi, mate. Far away. Oh, which an interesting week of uh, sport all around. Absolutely. What was your highlight? Oh, I think probably Australia's performance once again in the swimming pool. Um, lassoed in with uh, the effort of the Matildas. Yes. Encompassing vibe by the Diamonds and the Ashes coming home. There's uh, been a lot to be proud of, hasn't there, Ray? No. And really, I don't see any negatives. Oh, not only that, but an outstanding round of football. Yes, yes. Where if you're a professional punter, you would have gone broke. It was a, so, it, it dished up a whole lot, didn't it, that round of footy? I think the first six results were all teams below uh, beating teams above. So, hey, Ray, you've really put it into perspective. There's a lot to be proud of at a national level. There's a lot to be proud of from a footy level. Um, sport's in a very healthy place uh, in this country. Thanks for ringing and sharing it with us. Nick's in Williams Landing. G'day, Nick. G'day, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Just want to make two points on the cricket. First, I think how well Australia did, considering we played a full extra test match uh, longer than England did. And secondly, the funny point of Ben Stokes reviewing what clearly was a drop catch after the way they acted about Johnny Bairstow. Yeah, I think, you again, you when you put yourself up on the high moral ground that nobody actually puts you there except yourself, it can tend to be get very shaky. And uh, that's exactly what happened to England because that was already shaky when they started pointing the finger given their own history in that exact same space, their own history with ball tampering and you name it. Um, But when you start talking about what you would and wouldn't do as a captain if you were fielding and then to go through that. But I, I actually don't have any real issue with it to ask the question, but I do when you have decided that you are atop the high horse and um, we'll make sure you backhand everybody else if uh, things don't go your way. And, um, yeah, as Flem said today, or as actually Trent Copeland on 1170 uh, SEN in Sydney, no issue with any of it. And But if you start to point the finger at everybody else saying you're not doing the right thing and you're not living up to the spirit of cricket, then you open yourself up for everything that comes back the other way and you'd want to make sure that when you start throwing those stones that you are not living in a glass house. And I think we all knew that they were and I don't think they've really endeared 
themselves to anybody with the way that they've carried on. They certainly have with their cricket because their cricket is must-watch. Their cricket is box office. Um, and, and it was fantastic. I loved the way that they went about it from a cricket point of view. Just every other bit of rubbish. Yeah, I had no time for any of that. Thanks for the call, Nick. I really appreciate it. Uh, Adam's in Sunshine. G'day, Adam. How you going? Good, mate. That's good. You're on air, Adam. Yeah, you're on. You're live on air, my friend. Get far away. Uh, mate, I, I just want to talk about um, the, the crowds that we had in um, during the entire Ashes series. Mm. Um, I understand that the level level of cricket was um, was first class, and you know, in recent times, we've spoken about how cricket can be a bit more interesting. But just to see packed crowds throughout the entire entire series was just really pleasing, and I. I pose the question: If or, or when the Ashes comes down to Australia, do you think we'd be able to match um, match crowds during four or five days? Because I've been to Ashes in Australia before, mm. and you know the first day is generally packed out, and then it sort of dies off a bit. You know, we don't really have that consistency. But just watching on the tally, like the 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 consistency of um, of, of crowd numbers at, at each game throughout the series was just really good to watch and like I said you know the, the level of cricket that was played you, you probably would have wanted to miss it if you're around you know if you're in England um, but it's yeah I, I just want to ask you on, on your thoughts if we'd be, be able to match crowds like that in Australia during an Ashes series Oh I've got no doubt Adam I've got no doubt and I, and I think what I'd love to see from us is instead of trying to abuse the England players and their families uh, in a manner even more so than they did ours, I think it would be a great way to show them what actually supporting your team properly uh, is all about. I think the Barmy Army lost its way, um, and it's not always them. They're actually normally pretty good, and but that some of the songs now are just old hat and um, are just quite mean-spirited. And I think that instead of us trying to make their lives even more difficult than their fans made ours, I, I'd love it if we went the other way and actually just showed a bit of class um, because that was severely lacking in the crowd, given the way some uh, just Aussie fans were treated, players' families were treated, the players themselves. Yeah, again, that whole spirit of cricket thing. <laughs> Your fans aren't living that in any way, shape or form. Not all of them, but a fair few of them. Hey, Andy and Teralgan's a very good friend of the, the station, and, and I'm just realising we've got to get a break away before uh, he does me the honour of asking us a question today. Um, we'll get come back on the other side of that, talk some Matildas, uh, and a bit of Buddy Franklin as well. This is the Macca's run for the spicy, sticky barbecue Angus. It's at Macca's now. The barbecue bacon Angus at Macca's. The name says it all, really. The Macca's run. The Macca's run. Live on your home of sport, SEN. Uh, we do it all for the spicy, sticky barbecue Angus, which is now at Macca's. one 736 736 The Harcourt's open line. And you would know this man because he rings every Friday to speak to Andy and Gazy and ask them a, a great question each and every week. And he's doing me the honour of doing the same thing, Andy from Terralgan. Hello, mate. G'day, Sam. Thank you for the kind words. Well, mate, you, 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 you are the kind person that deserves the kind words. So you, you've got a question for me tonight? Yes, I do, Sam. See, Lance Franklin retired from football yesterday. Yeah. Name me the three of the best of best famous buddies' memories. Oh, that's the hardest question, Andy. A, a career 
<laughs> that it's done everything that he has. The sixth player to kick a thousand goals, two premierships, um, eight All Australians, four Coleman's. Oh, okay. My, I'll give you. My, I don't know if they're his three greatest moments, but I'll give you my favourite three moments that stand out to me. So I've done the goals before. I did that on air a few weeks ago. But I, I, moments that stand out, I think being the last player to kick 100 goals in a season in 08, um, so that's a special memory. I, I, I vividly remember that. His roles in both Hawthorne Grand Finals, the, the, the goal he kicked in the third quarter from outside 50 put Hawthorne in front and they were never headed again after that. And his goal at the start of the fourth just meant that Hawthorne started the quarter in the way they had to. Otherwise, Geelong were a real danger wearing them down. And then the way in which he sacrificed his own game to to achieve the 2013 flag is special for me as a Hawks fan. And then I can't go past the 1,000th goal. I think that's one of the most wholesome and just brilliant moments that I've seen in my lifetime in footy, uh, what happened at the SCG last year. But, geez, Andy, it's hard to pick three uh, in, in everything in everything that he's done for the game. I don't think there's many players that I think he transcends the game in a way that people like Warney did, like Dino did, because I think he's inspired generations of kids to play the game. And that's a, that's rare air, I reckon, when you're one of those players that I, I, I want to do this because of that guy. I want to pay my money because of that guy. I want to pick up a footy because of that guy. I think it's um, that's rare air and that's very special legacy to leave on the game. Nice, Sam. Would you like to hear my top Yeah, three? I'd love to hear yours. Okay. All Australian captain in 2018. Yes. Um, another one when he's running down the Huffle Bank and Ford Line when he was playing against Essendon. Yes. When Cole Hooker's trying to run him down. Yep. And number three, and one of your ones too, the 1,000 kids over goal in round two last year against the Cats at the SCG was my highlight. Andy, I reckon we could do a two-hour show on the best of Buddy Franklin and it still wouldn't give us enough time, mate. Hey, thanks for ringing up. I really appreciate it. You know, Sam, you have a good night. I'll talk to you again really soon, mate. You too, my friend. Thank you very much. Andy from Trelgan, what a guy. Um, one of our, just one of our very many fantastic uh, listeners and contributors to, to SEN. I always appreciate it when he takes the time to call. Um, 1-300-736-736 on the Harcourt's open line. This was Tim Watson today uh, on Buddy Franklin. Let's not uh, gloss over the fact that uh, he's been one of the greatest players ever to play the game. Yeah. And not only, not only will he go into the Hall of Fame, he'll go directly into the Hall of Fame as a legend of the game. I mean, he'll be elevated straight away. Not elevated. He'll go in as a legend from day one of the game, and he should too. Tim Watson today cannot argue with that. I reckon there'd be some fans of some teams this year that decided to boo him in what would have been in what is now the last time he would ever played against their team. I reckon if they could have that moment back, they would. I was disappointed then. I'm still disappointed now. What a moment that would have been to stand and applaud someone who's done for the game what this guy has. Uh, we've got about 40 seconds left, but hopefully we can get Alex uh, up and going. Alex, hello. Hi, just a quick one. Um, just on the Brownlow and Lance Franklin, all of those achievements that you listed, one of the greatest players of the last 30 years, as, as all of your experts have said, and he got nowhere near a Brownlow. Does that tell you something uh, about how the Brownlow needs to change? Alex, I reckon there was a couple of years where he was... 
maybe did he come second once or top three? I'd have to double check. But look, it's a com- we'd need a bit more time to go through it. Yes and no, and maybe next Tuesday. Give me a call and we'll discuss it in a bit further detail. Okay. Done. Thank you, mate. We're just running out of time. Uh, Up next, uh, our golf show off the tee. Nick Ahern ready and raring to go. Stick around for that.